What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another Point Four podcast. If I sound a little weird right now, I'm currently eating breakfast. I got some bacon in my mouth. Um, <laughs> so I apologize about that. Um, but I wish I was having bacon in my mouth at the moment. <laughs> hey, everybody does. Everybody that eats uh bacon does. So um. Hey. Guys, it's been a while. Um, too long. Yeah, too long. I almost choked on my bacon. Um, it's been <laughs> way too long. Me and Case love doing this podcast. I'm just so happy that we're getting back to it. Um, and today we're going to be talking about um, some trade deadline stuff, all that good things. People, a couple people got waived. Um, Surprising trades, of course. Um, I mean, one of the things is that Philly has a big four now, and they traded Markel Fultz, which is wow to me. Um, but I'm I'm kind of getting too way into that. Of course, I'm one half of your point forward host, Lee, and introduce introduce yourself, my boy. And of course, there's many cases the. Not as good one. <laughs> no. No, 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 it's a team effort here. It's a yeah, team effort. There, uh, that's why we. That's why uh, the big reason why we weren't uh, coming back with any episodes is because, like, we honestly run a podcast of where we could not do it without one or the other. Like, it's just we we play off of each other so well doing this talking basketball and like just there's there's a certain level of uh of like realness to the talk and like being as basically dissective as possible and that's uh when me and Lee are together so we can't do it without each other and that's why when we had a couple of situations with moving away and we were further apart from each other, and it was tougher to get get the time to get together and do it. So now we figured out another venue where we're able to do it uh, over call, basically. And uh, so we're excited to be back talking basketball. We love it; it's a blast. And then, of course, we love being able to put out content for you guys. Uh, we've gotten some messages and stuff from people asking when we were coming back, uh, and just had to really make some apologies for the for that time because we didn't know when we were going to be able to come back. So great to be back, both me and I'm sure Lee can say for himself, super excited to be back talking basketball with you guys. All right, with all that said, while I have some bagel in my mouth, I'm I'm so sorry for anyone that might be annoyed right now. Like, why is he talking food in his mouth? I'm sorry. <laughs> I haven't ate today. I, I truly apologize. Just like we both have or we both apologize for taking a while and i truly hope that you guys enjoyed all the episodes and I, I i hope you guys are looking forward to what we got in store for the future of course we're gonna have more content definitely because of how much um how much stuff goes on how many stories go on in the nba while the season is going on of course because when we we're doing this you know i i mean Casey have talked about this that it was a little bit harder for us because we were we had to make up topics and those topics we would have to go like 
through two or three for each episode. But that's how much we enjoyed basketball and how much we enjoyed talking about it with each other. You know, so yeah, it was like find something to talk about. <laughs> but um, all right. With all that said, man, uh, trade deadline. <laughs> what did you think of it? Uh, I thought it was fun the whole way around. That's, the NBA does not fail in being extremely fun and unexpected during the trade deadlines, or really during the season in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just always that one or two or three or however many moves that end up being that year that throw you off that you weren't expecting it or a move that all of a sudden makes a team that maybe didn't look as good before look really good now or another team that looked good look even better. Uh, you, of course, have your sellers, people trying to get rid of uh, contract money, trying to make room for next year uh, because obviously they're seeing that at this point, they don't really have a good shot at making the playoffs or making a run in the playoffs, so they're trying to clear that ca- clear that cap space for them, get rid of the tax, uh, and try to clear some room up for next year because you got some big free agents coming next year. So, with, I mean, just it, the NBA has they they've perfected the way that this works to where you are on the edge of your seat for that whole however long it's like a week i feel like that it's been going on it, you know it's interesting that you say that like the choice words perfected cuz they know what they're doing with stuff like that it's almost like a like the whole trade deadline to me is almost like a gimmick you know what i mean yeah um, it's they know viewership is going to go on especially on you know like nba tv they know people are going to be keeping a close eye because yep. there's going to be exciting moves. So when I think about that, and once again, you bringing that up and wording it that way, I'm like, man, the NBA, they just really capitalize on that. It, is. Um, as I, 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 uh, it, made, it made me think of, um, I remember like, I think I remember, hear, remember hearing about uh, in the summertime, them talking about um, free agency and making it to where they would, they, I don't know, man, something with being able to e- easier, like televise it, not televise it, but just be able to cover it better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I doubt that's specifically what was said or whatever, but I, I remember something close to that. And you know, that just, that's you saying that, made me just thinking about that again so they're they're smart the nba is smart people in charge of it are smart and they definitely can capitalize on things like that um and that's just what the the nba is the aim the nba is like someone said this other the other day uh while i was on social media and i'm sure it was more so as an insult but i slightly agree to it when they're like the nba is like the soap opera of sports and yeah, it's I agree with that, but I love that at the same time. I don't, I don't but, watch soap operas, but it's just seeing people play a sport that I could go play too. And then with all this other entertaining things intertwined with it, it makes it just that, that better. Yep. And I mean, the thing is you're at like the 50 to 55 game mark 
so at this point, I mean, you kind of have a basic idea of what teams are going and what teams aren't. So at, at this point, it starts getting a little bit, uh, I'm trying to think of what the word that I'm looking for, but a, a little bit routinish for watching games and stuff like, okay, well, I already know, you know, kind of have an idea that my team's going to make it in. So then when something like the trade deadline hits, boom, all of a sudden the interest is turned back up to 100 and you're all, you're all in again. Because right. sometimes during the season, it's a long season. You know, you got all these games. Uh, sometimes it can be tough to have your attention for all the games. And so by them uh, having something like the trade deadline that never fails to, to uh, excite me every year, is uh, I mean we know that basketball is one of the loose, the most loose sports when it comes to players and teams shipping off. But you know it just like they're definitely one of the uh, frequent of the of uh, the other sports of players switching teams and stuff like that. It's just uh, it's more common in basketball. So when the trade deadline comes around, you're basically like, okay, almost nobody's safe. <laughs> right. Uh man, I, should we get to one of the big ones first, or should yeah, we talk- I mean, yeah, uh, if we want to go, I mean, go right into what the Sixers did. They were definitely one of the big players. That was definitely one of the big ones. I was thinking about almost talking about the Kristaps move. Yeah, um, let's start with that one. That was that was the big, really big one. Yeah, right before the deadline, which I'm not going to lie to you. I woke up in the morning time, and I I go on Instagram. That's usually where I get a lot of my uh, my NBA information is Instagram. Um, and uh, I, I saw that, man. I saw that the, 76, uh, the 76ers. I saw that the Knicks. Um, there I go, confusing things again. Um. Shout out California. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Man, I can't believe that the Knicks made that move, man. Uh, Especially, I would almost assume that if there was anybody interested in coming to the Knicks, listen, to me, in my head, I don't, I wouldn't ever, I don't understand the thought of being a star and going to a team that's tanking and doesn't have the players already doesn't have like role players, really good role players. Right. Right. So at the least if there isn't any other good stars. I want there to be decent role players. There's not either of those on that team. I mean, there's, there's Deandre Jordan now and there's Dennis Smith jr. But I wouldn't call those decent role players. I I would say Den Smith Jr. is a, you know, he's, I mean, he's a he's a sophomore, um, which of course means that he's in his second year in the NBA and he's really trying to come into his own. He hasn't really blossomed. I mean, we all know he's a he's a dunker for sure. That's not all he does. He's he's but he's still trying to, you know, really get into his shot and all that and. You're right. Some who who who's tr- truly destined to be DeAndre. Uh, I guess he didn't live up to expectations for the Mavs. I'm not really sure what went what happened there. I thought I thought everything was fine with them, but um, 
Yeah, you know? I, uh, it's it was a really interesting movie, and I continue to like. Uh, I mean, I was working at the time when it happened, and I remember getting off on a break, and I look at my notifications, and I was shocked. Like, I it was just a trade that I did not expect to happen. The only way I saw the Knicks getting rid of Chris uh, Chris Stapp Porzingis was if somehow they had a run at AD. Uh, Davis. That was the only way I saw them actually uh, dropping him because he's kind of been New York's chosen boy. Or, you know, he's been the only thing good to watch in New York for the past, you know, a little while now. So, <laughs> so it's just kind of crazy to me that they did decide to drop him. And so for me, that was kind of the next commitment to saying, hey, here's the thing. We're going 100% after we want to get Zion Williamson on this team. And they now have space after making that trade for, I believe, I, I think they said two max contracts on there. Mm. But like you said, how do you attract a Kyrie Irving, a Kevin Durant, a Jimmy Butler, if you have a team that is struggling the way they are and they don't have – a system for winning set up right now. They're, they're more of a tanking system. I mean, it's it's going to be really hard to attract any of those big players to want to come there. I mean, you can offer them the money all you want, but at the end of the day, players do still want to win. And it's like, you're going to have to be able to show these free agents that, hey, we do believe that we have a winning program here with you on this team. So I think if they were able to draft Zion, I think that would be a huge thing that they could use. Uh, even if it was R.J. Barrett, if for some reason they weren't able to get Zion. I mean, if they, uh, it would be something they could use to attract free agents. Like, hey, uh, we have this young talent now. You know, you, you'd like to play here. We believe we have a winning program now. Uh, but the Knicks, it's been a rough last while for them. And uh, they're definitely going to have to be very – very careful with how they play this out because they could end up losing a star in Chris Porzingis and then end up not getting anything either because people don't want to play there. And, you know, with what I said, with there not really being any players there, well, I get into that. The, the case with KD, I sound like I'm struggling to say his name, but I'm just struggling to eat and talk again. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. I might bring that up a couple times. I'm trying to finish this as fast as I can. Um, but um, the thing with KD is that uh, a lot of the reports is that, well, I, I think he came out and just straight up said it, too. Um, I can't remember exactly. But uh, he wants to get paid. He wants yep. to get paid a bunch of money. Um, you know, one of the best players in the NBA, so it's deservingly so. One of the best offensive players we've seen in a long time. Um, but to me, that means if I was the Knicks right now, to me, that sounds like, all right, we're, we're in it. Like, we have a chance to get this guy. Um, if he's looking to get paid we have a chance to get him because I'm not sure how many other winning teams can say that they they can pay KD exactly what he wants. Um, 
Oh yeah, and give sure. that big sure that big year, uh, day. If if KD does truly mean what he says, and that and that's the biggest thing of like with stuff with Kyrie Irving too and stuff like that, you don't always know for sure what these guys really want. Uh because here's the thing. I mean, KD had his chance before to get a huge contract, and he turned it down in order to stay with the winner. Now, a lot of people think it's different this time because he's already won. So now he'd like to go somewhere where he gets the big money, and maybe they do end up winning. Maybe they don't, but at least he's got the money. Uh, I do think if if uh, the Knicks could land two really good max contracts and uh, max contracts, sorry, and land. Uh, uh, Lance Zion, I mean, they could be looking at a really good team. I mean, let's just say <clears throat> uh, figuratively that if they were to draft Zion, sign KD and maybe uh, Jimmy Butler to uh, max contracts, I mean, that's already a really good looking team right there right. just by getting them to. So I, I think the, the prospect of, of looking up is there for the Knicks. I just think and, – and Kevin Knox, too, is a, is a good young player. Who knows how good he's going to end up being, too. But uh, I think the prospect of a really good move is in the works for the Knicks, but they have to not screw this up because if they do, they're going to be – yeah, it's not going to be good. <laughs> so I think, I think it's a very <clears> – they need to be extremely – extremely pushy and aggressive towards getting those max contracts done and not letting another, you know, not letting a big all-star player slip through their hands because they didn't want to play there because they didn't have the winning feel. Right. Um, man, I, you know, you brought up uh, a young player in Kevin Knox. I haven't, I haven't watched any of him, so I don't really know. Um, much about his game. Um, I've maybe seen him play once or twice, but I haven't seen yeah. much. Um, I I like the Knicks. They're just uh, they're one of the teams that aren't on my top list of teams to want to watch. <laughs> I don't I don't think there are many people's lists to want to watch right now. Um, yeah. I used to watch them a little bit when uh D. When D Rose and Carmelo, yeah, stops, and I almost say that team as if it was a great team. It it wasn't a great team. It was the people were <laughs> saying that it was a super team, and I remember that um, so clearly because that was really when I started to get into watching basketball. By that time, I had already kind of started just just started playing, um, but. That was when I really started watching, um, right. and which it was fun. That's how I really gained my love for the NBA. But um, man, that team—it was cool to see D Rose because, of course, I heard so many things about him on the Bulls. Um, and Carmelo, man, from from the first time I had seen, I just thought the shot was awesome. But uh, man, you know it's a uh, I've kind of lost my train of thought, but <laughs> talking they, about how much I enjoyed, uh, but I was, I was definitely a fan of the Knicks at that time. Right. Well, without, I mean, with Kristaps being hurt and then all this stuff, it was, it, they, they were not a very fun team to watch. 
which is sad. To me, I think a good New York Knicks team is good for the NBA, and that's why I hope that they get these moves done, and I hope they do end up being a good team next year. I'd love to see a good Knicks team again. That would be fun and good for the uh, the NBA. Now, I we've kind of went on and on and on about the Knicks here. I, I do – we should definitely make sure we don't accidentally leave out talking about Dallas because that was a big move for them as well. Man, a huge move. And, wow, I'm I'm excited for Luka. Of course I'm excited for that whole franchise, but I'm excited for Luka and Chris Stops and, you know, hopefully they, they really come into being a true duo. You know, those guys yeah. are just – wow. Uh, you, got, you got Porzingis, who is great on the offensive and the defensive end. And then you just got Luca, who isn't like, he's not a weak defender whatsoever, but he is an awesome, awesome guy on the scoring end. So offensive machine. (laughs) It's going to be exciting watching those games when those guys are together, man, especially against a contending team. They Dallas doesn't, I mean, they got, you know, they got Tim Hardaway now from that trade. Uh, you know, I, did Courtney Lee end up staying with Dallas? Uh, yeah, he did, I think. Okay, so yeah, you got some good, you got some okay uh, role players now with you. I really yeah, wish Hard- they would have kept Harrison. Yep, uh, Hardaway was a good pickup. Uh, yeah, I was surprised, a little bit surprised that, to see them lose Harrison. Uh and then the other thing is, I think it was a slight, tiny bit risky to get rid of Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, mm. I mean, just, I mean, who knows? They hadn't, I don't think, really seen his full potential yet. Uh, but then again, when you have a chance to go after a big player like Chris Eppersingus, I mean, you got to be willing to give up assets in order to get him. So... They were willing to do that. So, they, I mean, basically, their GM is really putting a lot on that, hey, I really think, and he talked about this, I really think Chris Esporzingis and Luka Donish could be a great duo. And he said it, it looks like a duo that he wants to keep together for a long time. Yeah. So he, pays, he, he plans on paying them the big money, keeping them there as Dallas's new new duo. He said it was kind of like a, a Dirk and Steve Nash type of thing. Uh, that he said he should have kept them together longer, and he didn't. And he said, I'm not making that same mistake with Luca and Chris Epps. We're going to have a, a big duo here, which I think it has potential to be a great duo, uh, considering the fact that both of them are really unique offensive weapons. They can kind of do a lot of everything. And then, uh, like you said, Chris Epps is a gr- really good defender as well. Uh, I would be extremely excited if I'm a Dallas Mavericks fan. Right. Uh, I have a friend who is one, and he's he's super happy. I mean, he's super excited for his team. Why wouldn't you be? Uh, right. And uh, I think that's kind of cool, too. It, Dallas is another one of those teams that hasn't really been very good the last you know few years. And uh, for me, what's exciting for any sport, but especially basketball, is like to be able to see teams slowly become good again. Uh, is always an exciting thing to me. Whether even if they're not your favorite team or anything, it's always cool to see a new team build their way up and assist, build their team up to the point where they're actually contenders again. I mean, you look at it with uh, the Brooklyn Nets and Sacramento Kings this year. Both of them have had huge improvements on their teams, and uh, they've looked a lot better this year. And I think that's fun and good for the NBA. 
Mm, for sure. I mean, more competition is always good. That's what makes, you know, all that exciting. Uh, wow. I did not articulate that uh, as best as I wanted to, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, there's going to be some people out there that dislike how I talk the way that I dislike watching Raymond Felton. Um, <laughs> always need one. Always need you one. Gotta, you gotta sneak that in there every every podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, We're gonna keep doing it until Raymond Felton says anything. If if he responds to the podcast, maybe maybe we'll stop. But uh, I hope not. I hope not. I hope. <laughs> I hope it's just an ongoing thing, and he never responds. Um, <laughs> if he does, shout out Raymond Felton, man. I don't hate you. I just get annoyed sometimes when you're dribbling the ball too long. Um. But that's in the past. Uh, so we're at we're at 24 minutes going into 25. Uh, really hope that you know whoever's listening, you guys are enjoying so far. I know you've heard us ramble a little bit about this and that here and there. Uh, maybe not getting to the point, but we definitely are getting into it right now. We're talking about the Dallas Mavericks, Luka Doncic, and Kristaps Porzingis. Um, once again, just going back. Into that, man. What do you see in their future? In their future, if they, I, I don't think you know. Of course, they got some good guys. Uh, once again, bringing up Tim Hardaway's name. Um, that's like the the one that I think about immediately. I'm not sure why. Um, he's not a great role player, but he's a once again he's a decent one. Uh, but say if they surround those two with uh great role players do you see a championship in their future if they do end up keeping these guys for like the next 20 years or next 15 do you see a championship man i mean i i see the prospects of it uh you got two young players that are both uh very much not even in their prime yet um and the fact that you basically now have ha- this in your lap and you basically have to go, okay, what do I do to surround these two? Because the GM's already said that that's going to be his focus. What do I do to surround these two players with the right players that are going to encourage them, to, or, you know, that are going to promote them playing their best? So that's, that's where that's now up to the GM. Uh, he needs to be able to put those pieces together. And he cannot, you know, fail to do so. There, You might even hear that, you know, somebody might say, well, I would add at least one other uh, big player. Uh, which I could, I could see them going for that too. But if this is what he really wants to build around, maybe you pick up somebody that you don't think is going to, overshadowed them you know what I mean like you wouldn't go and pick up a Kevin Durant that's probably going to be that's obviously going to be bigger than them right you're either doing like what you said surrounding them with the right role players to encourage them to play at their best get that team uh well structured and efficient or you do go out for a third all-star and make it basically another I wouldn't say a three all-star team is necessarily a super team but make it a powerhouse team with mm. three really good players, uh, you know, because I do think Luca will be a future all-star, definitely, and, you know, he almost made it this year, so. Uh, I think he should have made it this year. So do I. Like, politics went into it with him being a rookie 
and not making it, you know, which is it's terrible because, you know, some of the guys that did make it, of course, not talking about someone like LeBron or KD, but um, some of the guys that did make it, I don't feel not necessarily like th- that they didn't deserve it, but it's kind of like this guy made it and Luca didn't. All right. I, I see. I definitely, definitely get that. But it was, uh, man, it, I don't know. I, I definitely do agree that he deserved it uh, this year. I think he's not, I don't think he'll be too upset about it because I'm pretty sure he knows he's got a, a, a bunch of them in store for him here in the future. Um, right. He'll, he'll be there, trust me. And, you know, barring, you know, something crazy, but he should be there. Uh, and yeah, so basically to get to the point of your actual, your question that you asked, I, I do think that the potential for championship caliber team is there. It's just a matter of how well the GM can make these next moves happen. Right. Well, you know, we'll definitely see. And, you know, we're both very excited. I'm sure that there's a very many people that are excited for Africa's team. Like you said, it's always nice to see. Uh, a franchise really start coming into its own once again and uh, being contenders. And hopefully that is in the Mavericks future. Um, Okay. Going from the Mavericks and then going to the 70, the 76 ers which I think you brought up earlier. Um, And so the Clippers move. So Bias Harris and his friend Boban, Onto the 76, 76ers. Um, and, you know, Philly really didn't have to let go much. Um, I don't know how Wilson Chandler did this year on the 76ers. When I saw that, I was like, all right, I haven't really heard much about him. For the most part, I think he's been injured. So it kind of made sense to move him. Um, but, man, I, know, I, I, I heard a lot of people talking about a big four. With Tobias being on there, of course, he's uh, really been he, he's making a name for himself. He's he's making a name for himself for sure. I don't know if you can call that a big four though yet, you know, because I don't know how well he's going to do with the three other guys. Jimmy oh. hasn't necessarily done great on there yet. Um, there's time. There's a big. Uh... People a lot of times don't take into consideration that just because you add a good player to a good team does not always mean success. I mean, they have to mesh well together. So, yeah, I would be really careful in getting too hyped up about them being like a super team or anything until you see how well they play together. I think Tobias finally did play his first game with them, right? Uh, Either last night, I think that was. Whatever. He did. And he had a he had a pretty good game. Harris has been a, a beast this year. I mean, he basically was uh, one of the main guys there in, on the Clippers, and they were making a playoff run as a team that wasn't supposed to be making a playoff run. So uh, the Clippers made several deals where it's clear that they do not care about a playoff run this year. And I'll make a fairly bold statement that I think they're going all in for the fact that they believe that they're going to be the team that gets Kawhi Leonard next year. Which is realistic, for yeah. sure. I I think if the rapper, if the rappers, the rappers, um, 
That if someone named the NBA team the Rappers, that would they would be on so much fire. Um, yeah. <laughs> they would be under so much fire for that. Yeah, right. I don't know if they could ever have. But okay, I'm rambling too much on my <laughs> mistake. But um, man, if the I, I think if the Raptors don't win this year, I believe that Kawhi is going to the Clippers because, of course, we all know that he wants to play in Los Angeles. Um. He wants to play at L.A., but he also said he doesn't want to play under another player's shadow, a.k.a. LeBron, and he wants to – basically, he wants to be the guy, which is kind of surprising because I never saw Kawhi as really that type of dude, but but he does, and good for him. I I like that when a player wants to be the team leader and be the, you know, the guy. So it makes sense he would go to the Clippers. So I would say pretty much barring – Toronto either maybe if they won the East and then maybe even better chance, obviously, if they won the finals somehow. But, man, when you got Celtics and 76ers in there and the Bucks, I don't know if winning the East is exactly easy either. Right. Uh, um, I, I mean, they did help their chances by adding on Mark Gasol. That was a big pickup for them. Wow, man. Just I, – I had – I, I don't know if you did, but I, throughout the week, I just kept on hearing that um, Mike Conley and Marc Gasol were both going to be moved from Memphis. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't I don't really know what was going on. I really just think with their situation, it's so surprising to me because the Grizzlies had two stars, you know. They had two stars. But those guys just can't work what the Grizzlies were giving them. Uh, you know, the people that they're surrounding them with, you know? So it, I just, I feel more so bad for Mark. And uh, my, I mean, you know, Mark is in a better situation now. Mike Conley, I really wish he would have been traded to the Pistons and the Pistons would have gave uh, the Grizzlies Reggie Jackson. But that's just me being, the, you know, a, I, I love Oklahoma, but I'm from Michigan. So I my default team is Detroit, of course. Um, but uh, you know, man. Uh, for for Mark, he's in a good situation now, and yes, uh, again, I don't feel like they got. I don't know. It's just it, it sucks that those two got separated. But you know, Mark, he he's he has a good chance at that ch- championship this year. The Raptors got a good chance at that championship this year. So it's yeah. a good situation, man. Yep. And I I think there's a lot of teams and a lot of fans of teams that are like, oh, well, why are any of these teams going all in to try and win? You know that the Warriors are just going to win again this year anyway. Man, there, I mean, there is not a guarantee. You line up your team to be able to win. I mean, who knows what happens. If there's a big injury that happens and the Warriors are down one guy, Going into the finals, uh, you know they could definitely lose. They've they've had troubles with injuries before, and they've been a lot worse when they've had those injuries because they're a team that plays really well when they're all together. But then when you take one of the guy out, one of the guys out, they tend to struggle sometimes. So I think if you're an Eastern Conference team, you line up all your chips in the right direction and be ready to possibly be the winning team if something happens. And even if something doesn't happen, the Warriors have definitely had more chemistry issues this year uh, as far as, like, 
strives when it strifes within the team and stuff, that kind of stuff hinders your chances of winning as well. So, man, if I'm an Eastern Conference team, I don't just because everybody is saying that you don't have a chance to beat the Warriors, you don't have that mentality. If you're if you're an NBA player, you should never have the mentality of or if you're one of the NBA teams. Uh, contending teams, you shouldn't have the mentality of, oh, well, we can't win anyway, so we're not going to go for it. And that's what I like about the Sixers and the uh, Raptors basically showing, being aggressive and saying, hey, no, we're going full on for this. We're going to try and do it. And especially the Raptors, because if they did some, you know, if they did win the championship, I mean, how much better of a chance would they have to be able to tell Kawhi, like, hey, man, stay here. You know what I mean? And and I bet he would be way more interested in staying there if he won a championship with them. So uh, I think for teams like that, you got to go in for it. I mean, Sixers obviously know that Butler is going to be a free agent next year. Uh, you know, and basically this year is a big chance for them to represent the East in the finals. So they went all in for it too and got got Harris. And, you know, Embiid and Simmons are already super good together and, it's uh yeah they both of those two teams i like the fact that they were aggressive in the trade deadline and went for it Mm. um you know i just with lebron being gone i think everyone in the east everyone contending right now in the east believes that they can do it this year with that said, with how many guys are true contenders, as a fan, I look at it like, yeah, anyone in the East could take it. Or at least there's four teams. If Vic was still on, on the Pacers, if he wasn't injured, I would say there's five teams that are contending for that championship this yeah. year. But right now, it's four clear teams. By the way, shout out Victor Oladipo. He's an exciting player to watch, and I'm, I was really sad. When uh when that happened, um, yeah. and that was that was a terrible day for the NBA this year. I mean, that's you never want to see that kind of stuff happen. And man, Vic too, what a guy! He's a great guy, awesome player. I love watching Vic play. He's a clutch uh, player, and my definitely my thoughts and prayers with him, hoping that he gets better soon, uh, and that he can continue his great NBA career that he's had. It. He's definitely one of those players that kind of gets underappreciated, and it's sad to see something like that happen to him. For sure. Um, you know, well, there's... I, uh, <clears throat> oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no keep on going. Uh, I, was, I was just going to say, one of those teams that in your four is the Bucks, right? I'm, I'm guessing you're saying Bucks, Sixers, oh. Celtics, and Raptors? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that... That reminds me, just uh, that was a big pickup for the Bucks as well that they got uh, Nikola Mirotic. I was just gonna bring. That was actually what I was gonna go to. Um, oh really? <laughs> yeah, that was that was exactly what I was gonna um, bring up. Um, uh, you know they they uh, they got a shooter in Chris Middleton who's the All Star this year. Shout out Chris Middleton. That was um, cool. I, I thought it was cool. He's he's another underappreciated player. <clears throat> For sure. Um but uh you know they got they got another shooter in uh Nikola Miritich. Uh 
And that, of course, that makes their offense way scarier than it already was. I watched the game the other day. I'm not sure if you saw any clips of it, but I watched the game of the Bucks and Wizards, and man, was that Bucks team going off, man? Yeah, they, they, they were just—they <clears throat> they, they couldn't be stopped. They're a scary team, and what I remember, what resounded with me when they got him was I remember what happened last year that the Pelicans got him mid-season two. They uh, got him from the Bulls. And when he joined that team, he was – he's not even like – I wouldn't even consider him like a huge all-star player necessarily. It's just the fact that his shooting threat automatically just increases the threat for everyone. And like just is another thing on offense that – that the defense has to worry about. He, he was huge part of the Pelicans making the playoffs and ultimately going past the first round and ending up playing the Warriors. Uh, they did even pull one game from the Warriors. I mean, right. he was a big part of that. Right. He could give you a, he could give you an easy 30 too. That's the, that's the surprising yeah. thing, but that's also such a great thing because you don't see that you can't say that up about a lot of role players you could say this guy of course is going to play his role he's going to make sure that he gets the, the shots up you know catch and shoot um that type of thing but he he really he's a not only is he a, a catch and shoot guy but he's also a shot creator which makes him that more that much more deadly as to where you know he might not have all the a lot of space but he can he can make himself space you know he could do it for himself uh you know, which is what you look for when you're really looking for really good role players is for someone that's just not going to sit around and wait for the point guard or whoever the, the all-star is on that team to do it for them. You know, it's always it's always exciting to have another guy on the team to be able to drop 30 and his name might not be all that big, but he can do it. Yeah, um, yeah I think I, I really do think very much like he did for the Pelicans. I think he'll do the same type of thing for the Bucks, and he'll help them get even further than they would have without him. So, right, right. Um, so those were kind of a couple of the bigger ones or well-known names. I mean, these are all of these are well-known names. I was just going to talk about um a couple of guys. Well, but uh, one of the Morris boys, the one that was on the Wizards. Uh, he got traded, and then I believe he got waived. Um, I'm not sure if he's injured or not. I think I heard somewhere that he is, but um, that's surprising because uh, both, both of the Morris twins just are a huge asset. Um, yeah. they, they both can shoot from the three. They're both great guys in the post, you know. Uh, my myself being an OKC fan, always got to bring it up. Um, I would love to have him at the uh, power forward spot. That would be awesome because we really need some help at that spot. We got that Jeremy Grant, but we need a backup. That would be a good pickup for them. I I definitely agree. Um. So basically, you, <clears throat> you're saying that's something that you'd like to see from okc to do i would i would love to see that but at the same time i guess i'm really trying to say is that um i'm interested in where you know he he might go because once again he's a big asset to whomever he goes to um 
you know, I'm not going to lie to everyone listening right now. I'm running low on time. So I'm just going to kind of throw a couple things out here. I'm not going to go on too much uh, of any player. We might do so in, in the future, but I'm just going to throw a couple out right now. Yeah, Wesley Matthews. Oh, quick, quick, just before you do that, I, I did just want to say, because we didn't cover that in the beginning. I, I had meant to, but I forgot. Uh, one of the things we did decide when we kind of had basically me and Lee had a whole talk about what we wanted to do going forward with the podcast. One of the things we did say was <clears throat> for a little while, we were going to try and keep them just a little bit shorter. Uh, not as long as we were going before, before we were going about an hour every time. Uh, that's just for the sake of you guys being able to have, uh, not have to have as much time to be able to listen. So we are going to try and keep them a little bit shorter for you. Obviously, if you want more, if you'd like us to go longer, let us know because if we hear from a bunch of people that they would like us to go longer, we will. So uh, just throwing that out there as an option for you guys. But anyway. Um, and clearly, uh, we we haven't done so great of a good job on uh, on going on, uh, you know, less time. Um, but but say, I mean, yeah, you got they got to give us a break on trade deadline. I mean, there's too much to go through. Uh, there's there's a lot there's a lot but it's also of course we enjoy talking about this and it's just every time we keep on bringing up another player it's like we got so much more and we just have yeah. even on the whole thing with uh one of the morris twins is like we almost went on the whole thing with that with talking about my situation and what i want to happen as far as okc um there's so many thoughts and you know we we, we really enjoy this but um for sure but there is a there is Wesley, yeah, I believe it was Wesley Matthews going to the Pacers, which was surprising to me. Yep. And then there is another shooter in Wayne Ellington, who I believe got waived by the the Miami Heat. I believe he got waived. That might have not been yeah, the case. He uh, he got traded originally to Phoenix. I obviously I'm a Heat fan. I am gonna miss Wayne Ellington. I loved him, right. but. Uh, Got traded to Phoenix, and then Phoenix waived him, and then now it looks like Detroit's going to pick him up. They might have already, but the last thing I had seen was that they were going, they were almost 100% sure going to pick him up, which is a good pickup for Detroit. Yeah, it, it is a good pickup for Detroit. I uh, okay. He's more like your 15 points at the most type of guy. Right. 15 to 20. He's not going to score more than 15 to 20 points, a game, uh, you know, in a game. Uh, probably most games he's only going to score like 8 to 10. But he definitely was a nice threat to have there, especially coming off the bench. Somebody that could shoot like that was a good threat. And he had a couple times in Miami where he was really clutch. So I think it's a good pickup for Detroit. But anyway. When he, when he scores, it matters. When he does it, it matters. He might not give you 20 or 25, but when he scores, that's he scores when it matters most. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I just didn't, I didn't get, I didn't understand both of those. I was just really sour about both of those. I mean, if you're going to go somewhere and you're going to get paid, do you, you know, you, yep. you only have so much time in the NBA, do you, you exactly. know? Uh, Miami on that one was obviously trying to clear, uh, some space. They're trying not to get, uh, taxed, uh, a big, ta you know, a big tax doc on them. So they went and get, that's why they uh, basically gave out uh, Tyler Johnson and Wayne Ellington for Ryan Anderson of the Suns just, just to try and get rid of some of the extra money they got laying around. 
Right. I, I, uh, I thought that, that Ryan Anderson pickup was a, was a good one, too, though, because, of course, he's a oh, great yeah. shooter. Anderson is not a bad player to have coming off your bench. Uh, the Rockets, for a while, he was pretty good coming off the bench for the Rockets. I remember in the playoffs against the Spurs, he would come off the bench and he'd be on fire sometimes. Uh, and it was fun to watch. Uh, but obviously, I think he's a little bit different now. He hasn't been quite as dynamic. But, hey, that, it's always good. To me, it's always good to have guys off your bench that can shoot because if they do have a really good night, you know, and they are shooting well, that's that's huge coming off your bench. So, right. Um, man, uh, just going back, I, I'm, 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 like I said, I'm sour about it a little bit, but I just didn't understand the thing with Wesley Matthews because the, the Pacers aren't going all the way this year. We know that. We know yeah. that. Not and you know, I, I, my default team, uh, Detroit. Um, of course, I want them to be good because they're. I mean, they, I, I could go to a finals game in Detroit. Um, but right, you know, I just didn't. I didn't understand both of those. Other than it being a money thing, I don't. I don't know how much either of those guys got paid. But um, but if it was money thing, I understand. But I just like you guys. They didn't go to contenders, even with Vic being coming back next year. We don't know how well Vic is going to play. I hope he plays great again. But with that said, I've never looked at the Pacers like they're uh true contenders, even with Vic being on there. I see them. I see him on there, and I say these guys got potential, but I don't really see it going all the way. Um. But I didn't. I didn't understand both of those at all. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think the only thing for the Pistons is is the fact that they've just been kind of stuck in that number nine spot, uh, and I just think they're just kind of worried about getting too far ahead of themselves. Because man, if you were to, you know, try and risk it and get something else, uh, you know, and end up you know, something big, I mean, and end up getting stuck in that ninth spot at the end of the year, that would not be not be good. Uh, the Pistons are one of those teams, man, where I, I just don't get it. They have Andre Drummond. They have Blake Griffin. They have, like, the team looks good, and some of the role players there aren't bad at all either. It's just, like, I just don't get why they cannot win. It's uh, They look like they have a good team. On paper, I'd say that team looks pretty good, honestly. It does not look like a bad team. Well, you know, one of my favorite role players from that team, sorry to cut you off. I, I apologize. Um, I, one of my favorite role players from that team was Reggie Bullock, and I didn't I, – I was I, – getting ready – getting rid of Reggie was just – and I was just – I was like, man, what what's what's happening? Like, yeah, that was bad. I, I liked him, too. He was really good, really good role player on that team. Yeah, I was like, are we, are we trying to win? Because Reggie, like, they got Wayne – Right, but Reggie's older. All right, Reggie's not older. Reggie's younger. Um, right, and and he, I, I, he was a really good shooter. He could score for us. I, it's just it, it, it doesn't. There, there, <laughs> there's a couple things that will happen around this time, and I'm sure there's certain things that are gonna happen, um, in July where I'm just like, man, like this, this is stupid. This is stupid. But um. I uh, you know, we're we're gonna have to wrap this up soon. Do you have any final thoughts? 
Man, uh, really, other than the fact of, like, I cannot wait to keep watching this NBA season, and I feel like it's going to be one of the most interesting playoffs that we've had in a while, especially on the east side. Uh, not really. I mean, man, just looking forward to continuing to watch and then watching some of these teams with their new players and stuff like that uh, uh, is awesome. Uh, I guess one more thing I would like to add, another thing that I forgot to say in the beginning, was that we are also switching now to, we used to do it every other week, and we're, we are going to try and do it every week now, once a week. Uh, so the episode should be coming out usually either Saturday or Sunday. And you guys, will, it should be at least available to you by Monday, I would hope. So if not, probably Sunday night. Right. But just wanted to quick throw that out there just so people were aware that, hey, there, there's going to be more episodes. There's going to be more talk. Uh, and that's part of the reason why we decided to make it shorter, too, was like, hey, we'll, we'll make them a little bit shorter and we'll come out with more episodes more frequently. So it's a good right. trade uh, of course, we didn't. We didn't. Uh, we didn't make it all that much shorter on this episode. But you know, I, I'm I'm not too bothered by that because this is kind of like we're coming back into it, and we got we just had so many things to get off our chest, and then of course we had the main topic of being the trade, uh, trade deadline, and everything that happened before, during, and after. Um, you know, there there's actually a couple things that we left out that I'm thinking about right now, but it is what it is. Um, Hey, we got to what we could, basically. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely more. And, hey, give us feedback on, you know, you know the social media stuff. We got Instagram. Uh, everything's at point, point forward pod. Uh, you know, give us the feedback on Instagram, Twitter, and all that. We'd, we'd love to hear. I mean, what, what moves did you guys think were the big moves? What what ones did you think were the most impactful? Uh just let us let us know from you guys because we love to hear from you guys too, and it's always good to hear the feedback. Uh, right. I look forward to that always. With anyone listening, you can find me at uh, my my uh, Point Forward Podcast Twitter is at d capital capital d uh, d scribs. Uh, that's s c r i b z z. So two z's at the end. Um, that's where you can find me on Twitter, Casey. Uh, mine is at K, uh, sorry, mine is at KC, capital K, PF, capital PF, podcast, at KCPF podcast. That's where you'll find mine. Uh, I try to keep up with posting as much interesting stuff as I can, and I usually will try to post when we're uh, making another episode or when we're about to or something, so... For sure. So, uh, you know, guys, if you, whoever's listening, uh, would we we would really appreciate it if you gave us any feedback. That would be awesome. Uh, whether it be positive, or of course we don't want to hear any hate, but <laughs> constructive criticism is always great. Um, uh, so I don't I don't really regard that as negative. Uh, but it's always good to hear constructive criticism. Um, so, you know, give us feedback, guys, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what you like. No, let us know what you dislike. Let us know if you think we could change anything up. Uh, you know, we just that feedback, man. We would really, we really appreciate that. Uh, you know, um, yeah, guys, uh, we're really happy to be back. 
We really enjoy this. We have so much more to talk about, especially with the season just going on and trade li- trade de- deadline just passing. And we got the all-star game coming up, which is great. Um, so, yeah. All right. It's been a great one, Casey. I really enjoy this, partner. Yeah, same. All righty. Well, from one half, uh, Lee, from my co-host, Casey, uh, you know, once again, thank you guys. And uh, we'll catch you on the Point Forward podcast next time. Bye.